Laura pushes Big Adam up against the wall, and Big Adam's like, ah, ah, hang on, I got shot. And she's like, Adam, I'm just going to need you to suck it up. And he's, he's like, yes, ma'am, okay, <laughs> you got it, sure. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm John. And I'm Colin, and we are your hosts. Colin, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about, you guessed it, another Ryan Reynolds movie. Woo! Uh, Today we're going to be talking about The Atom Project. If you don't know what The Atom Project is, Colin and I are here to give you a one-sentence summary of this movie to just give you a subtle idea of what this movie might be about. So, Colin, what do you have in terms of a one-sentence summary of this movie? I knew this was coming, and I still didn't prepare because I'm great at my job. (laughs) Um, That's not my uh, one-sentence summary. (laughs) But it could be. No, it's not going to be. My one-sentence summary would be... Who knew time travel could be so violent and cathartic at the same time? Okay. Very cool. Um, Yeah. My sentence is, Ryan Reynolds kidnaps his younger self to try and save the world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Reluctantly, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um, But yeah, so... And that about uh, does it for our non-spoilery segment of this review. Everything from here on out will be spoilers uh, all throughout. So there is your spoiler warning for the Atom Project. Yep. So let's just, uh, let's jump in. Colin, what did you think about this movie? All right, so I feel like it wouldn't be that much of a shock to say that I loved this movie. I think you did too. Uh, We could give you our ratings now, and it would be no shock, but uh, this is a Ryan Reynolds movie with Sean Levy directing directly after Free Guy. Of course it's just a ton of fun, and just Ryan Reynolds interacting with a kid who is very much Ryan Reynolds as a kid. Yeah. It's great. You know, it's it's just a ton of fun. And honestly, um, I'm really looking forward now, because of how good this movie was, to Deadpool 3 knowing that both of them are attached. Obviously, Ryan Reynolds, but knowing that Sean Levy is uh, directing, I think it might be one of the best Deadpool slash MCU movies yet. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was actually going to mention that, because I didn't know if you had seen that also, but I think that it's crazy that the first time they ever worked together was Free Guy, and they loved working together so much that they went into the Atom Project, and now they're going directly from that into Deadpool 3 with working together as a director-lead-actor combo, and it's so funny to me, but so cool that they just work that well together that they want to keep working together. I'm going to be so upset, though, if the Hulk is not in Deadpool 3, and Deadpool (laughs) doesn't look over at the Hulk and go, Dad? That's all I need. That's it. That would be funny. That would be very, very funny. Um, but uh, yeah. anyway, enough about Deadpool. Let's talk about the Atom Project. The reason yeah. that we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. I thought this movie was really cool. Going in, I knew it had something to do with time travel, but I really—that's all I knew about it. I didn't know a whole lot going in. Um, I, think I did I not saw the the one trailer where like uh, Ryan Reynolds as a kid leans back um, and like starts to lose himself, and then like, no, where are you going, kid? Come back. Like time travel. But that's all I knew. I didn't realize that Mark Ruffalo was in this movie. Yeah, this ca- this is just a really cool cast in general. Um, we oh, have yeah. Ryan, we have Ryan Reynolds as Adam Reed, the main character. We've got mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo as Lewis Reed, his dad. We've got Jennifer Gardner as Ellie Reed, his mom. We've got Zoe Saldana as his wife. We've got which, um, if you want to have a successful sci-fi franchise or sci-fi movie, apparently all you need to do is cast Zoe Saldana in it, and it's going to be amazing. Because holy crap, every what movie a badass! She's been in is just awesome. She yeah, just her, her her role is literally just hey, I'm going to do something awesome for the sake of being awesome, yeah. and then that's it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's the other thing. If uh, if Deadpool and Gamora don't have at least some sort of like a who are you? Like, do I know you kind of thing? I'm, it, it, might, it might as well not even make the movie. I know, right, Biscuit? Wow, you're being very judgmental with yeah. your um, needs in <laughs> Deadpool 3 already before it's even, like, I have written, high so. expectations, as Yikes. I should, as a podcast reviewer that's, whose say is very well respected within the community. Yeah. Our, <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's a really cool cast. And Walker Scoble is young Adam Reed. Um, and I don't know if or what he's been in before this, but he is like a teen kid. So and that's why I was looking at the IMDb earlier. This is his first role. Yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> Because he did such yeah. a fantastic job. He did so well. He's literally just a mini Ryan Reynolds, which no, blows my he's mind. He's such a mini Ryan Reynolds to the point that even, like, Ryan Reynolds on, like, I think it was Instagram or TikTok or one of them. Yeah. Uh, they were about to shoot a scene, and then Walker just started repeating the entire intro to Deadpool 2 by from memory. Like, dialogue, things that happen, all of it. Like, just started just going through the whole beginning of Deadpool 2. It is literally Ryan Reynolds as a kid i saw that tiktok too i was like wow he aspires to be ryan reynolds and i love that and honestly i feel like in this movie he was more ryan reynoldsy than ryan reynolds was like ryan reynolds had his moments of it but he was also like mm-hmm. this adult like he had to be like the quote-unquote mature one of the movie out of the two of them and he walker scoble played young 12 year old adam yeah, well, that, that's the kind of role that Ryan Reynolds wanted to play with this movie, too. He wanted yeah. to have that kind of, like, mature character having gone through some, you know, crazy stuff after being that rambunctious as a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought it was yeah. interesting, and I did notice. I was like, wow, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds really is, uh, like, he's got his Ryan Reynolds moments of, like, his typical stupid humor stuff, but it's a much more serious type of role for him in this comedic sci-fi fantasy fun movie and then walker scoble comes in and is literally just being the ryan reynolds of the movie i'm like wow (laughs) this kid this kid can do it like he did a phenomenal job so seeing that was really cool and as a kid being put up with the cast that he got to work with that is so cool like oh yeah no like we were talking about the cast we uh haven't even got to the villain yet uh, Catherine Keener, who plays uh, Maya Sorin in this movie. Wow. Just yeah. Scenery chewing, just, yeah, I'm the big bad. I'm here I am. I'm in charge. It's just mm-hmm. great villain. Love it. Yeah. No, it was a really good casting job. On top, on top of the cast and the characters and all that in this movie, um, the music in this movie, so fun. So much oh, fun. Oh, it's great. It's awesome music. And it's not like just like a movie soundtrack. It's like legitimate music, which I love. And that just fits mm-hmm. the vibe of this movie. Like the movie starts out with Give Me Some Lovin', which just cracks me up. I'm like, okay, <laughs> Give Me Some Lovin' started playing. And then we jump into a dogfight in the sky between two fighter jets, essentially. And I'm like, interesting choice of music for a dogfight. But <laughs> well, just still, it's not <laughs> it fun, worked, though. but it worked. Yeah. And you, you were talking about Walker uh, Scoble. Shortly after that, we get the introduction of uh, this character as a kid, as young Adam as a, in school. And he's, you know, being not chased necessarily by these bullies, but they're definitely gaining on him. And he is just letting out the most ruthless insults. Like, I, I don't even know if a punch would be thrown if this were to happen in real life. Like, that was... It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with um, young Adam. He was like all all bark and no bite, though, because he could not fight to save his life. So he got no, beat up a lot. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was this scrawny kid. He was this tiny, tiny kid, especially for his age. At 12 years old, he was still way shorter, way smaller than everybody else. So this bully comes up to him and just pummels him because he has the mouth he has. Yeah. After he gets beat up the first time, then he gets suspended, sent home. His mom has to pick him up from work, and we get to meet his mom, Ellie, played by Jennifer Garner. And this character was interesting to me because I was like, okay, mom mom in a movie about this 12-year-old kid. Like, she'll be important, but also probably just, like, a normal mom in a movie. Yeah. Like, kind of just a you-can-write-it-off you kind of role kind of thing. Yeah. But then we learn that Adam's dad... Ellie's husband, Lewis, died in a car crash about a year and a half earlier. And we see the toll that that has taken on their family just in general throughout this mm-hmm. movie. Like, we've seen how tough it's made it for Ellie just to take care of a 12-year-old kid who is constantly getting into fights at school and doesn't seem to care about 
the struggle that she's going through doesn't seem to care about much at all aside from just getting attention through violence and being stupid and being kind of a jerk to his mom right and yeah they're they're both definitely not coping together but kind of dealing with things their own way and it's not quite the healthiest for either of them no it just makes them butt heads a lot which is a very real situation going into this movie i didn't expect it to be as emotionally charged as it is it yeah um, no that that was probably out of all the things even with some of the people that show up later like mark ruffalo that was the biggest surprise of this movie yeah like there, there's a moment that happens later in the movie that legitimately made me tear up and mm-hmm. i was not expecting that out of this movie oh there's a few of them for me um one of them is a little bit later on in the movie once ryan reynolds character of big adam shows up in 2022 um traveling back in time from the year 2050 and he runs into his mom in a bar and this was a very emotional scene because his mom's just in this bar talking to the bartender um about young adam and the struggles that she's feeling and how it feels like he doesn't care and that he hates her and Ryan Reynolds is just sitting there kind of eavesdropping and nonchalantly says, he doesn't hate you. Um, and then they like chuckle and laugh. He's like, sorry, I was eavesdropping. I didn't, I just, I overheard what you were saying, um, but he doesn't hate you. And they have this really touching conversation and he kind of gets to tell his mom all the things that he, over the last 30 years of time has thought about and realized how awful he treated her and almost like tries to get that apology in there later in life to his mom while she's kind of living in that moment which was really touching and really strange at the same time it like felt really awkward but also like really sweet you know yeah no it was great i the one thing that i was worried about with this scene especially once it got to like halfway through it was i was really hoping they wouldn't go for like the back to the future route and have the mom like fall in love with like the older version of her son coming back like you know, you know how that that can be somewhat of a trope with this kind of yeah. like, setup or like yeah, definitely play it for laughs or like you know do something really funny with it or drop in some comedic lines like this movie did a really good job of like letting the funny bits be the funny bits letting the action bits be the action bits and letting like the heartfelt drama stuff like be the heartfelt drama stuff that it needed to be in order for this story to be as well told as it is yeah It was interesting because, like, at the end of that conversation, Ryan Reynolds' Big Adam leaves, and Ellie runs out of the bar trying to chase him down because she's like, hey, wait a minute. The conversation was weird, but I want to, like, wrap it up or something. And she runs out of the bar, and Adam's gone. Um, Mm -hmm. So once that happened, I was like, oh, interesting. He's not there. Um, But that kind of turned it away from that back to the future trope which i thought was really nice because that's the last time they talk to each other that's the only moment that they have together in the whole movie which was interesting oh yeah wow yeah but it kind of worked out it like i thought there would be more between the two of them i was like okay so that happened when are they going to see each other again but they don't the whole movie yeah because he got his piece and he got to kind of ease his conscience a little bit and move on which was nice and that was kind of i think the piece that that played so that was kind of cool um, oh, for sure. One of the other, the I guess the the tearjerker moment that really did it for me was, uh, you know, we already said like Mark Ruffalo's character, uh, Lewis Reed, he dies in a uh, car accident, mm-hmm. and uh, Big Adam tells Young Adam, "We can't tell him, like we we can't change that." And then Big Adam, uh, at the very end of the movie, is like, "Hey, I might have been wrong. I feel like I need to tell you." And Lewis says, "No, don't." Like they don't take they don't take that back, like his character like the dad died, yeah. You know, like that that's it. Period. Done. That um, didn't change. Yeah. Like, like that's not a thing that he wanted to change. You know, and not out of uh, a negative reason. Like he wanted to spend as much time with them as possible, but it would have messed with the you know time flow continuum. The the same reason that they stopped the bad guy. You exactly. know, it, it would have said, like, it's okay for the good guys to do it, but not the bad guys to do it. Mm-hmm. It was very you know? genuine hero moment. It was actually really cool to see it that way. Yeah, and, and they, they stuck to the the rules that they set for themselves. Yeah, which was awesome. Um, and and then the, the moment that really did it, like, it was on the verge there, and then they started playing baseball together. Oh, and tossing I know. The ball all apart. Yeah, that yeah. was... 
and then seeing the the puppy turn into the dog to signify uh-huh. like that we're back in like the the original time of when the movie started. Yep. Perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. It was uh, a very emotional end to this movie, getting to kind of see everything wrap up. And we can save the end of the movie for more toward the end of the podcast. That's one that I think we can save. Um, okay. But, like, in general, yes, it was very emotional. I was like, all right, this is going to be a sci-fi fun action movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a lot more than that at the same time, though. <laughs> and I wasn't ready for that. Uh, but it was cool. It was cool to see that. Um, so we started talking about Lewis Reed, uh, Mark Ruffalo's yep. character. <laughs> they, um, so basically what happens in this movie is Ryan Reynolds character, big Adam is in the year 2050 and he needs to go back in time to try and fix the time flow thing and s- save his wife essentially, which we can get into his wife's character in a second as well. They try and do that, but he ends up going back to the year 2022, which is four years earlier than he means to go back to. And so he meets 12 year old Adam but their dad is already dead. So that doesn't help. So he was like, well, that's not what I meant to go back to. Shoot. <laughs> um, I also am shot and hurt, and I can't get anywhere else without the help of this young child that is myself. And eventually they do end up going back, and they meet Lewis Reed in 2018, but the two of them are there together. And the scene where they meet him is a really fun, interesting, also kind of emotional, but like funny scene at the same time. Because oh, you're you right, they when, were like uh, he punches him in the face. But well, before that, but yes, that does happen <laughs> as well. Um, but before that, Lewis is just teaching a class. Mark Ruffalo's character is just teaching a class at a university about some fancy science stuff because he's a scientist. And adult Adam is just sitting in the back of the class, and Lewis makes a quote about something, and I don't remember what that quote is, and I should look it up because if I'm going to talk about it, I should talk about it correctly. Um, okay, so he says this quote, and it's, enjoy yourself, it's later than you think. And he says that that was created by the Romans, um, because they put it on their sundials, and that's where that quote comes from. And Ryan Reynolds says, no, it comes from this song. And they have this argument back and forth, <laughs> and Mark Ruffalo's character is just like, you know, we're both right, it's fine. And then the class ends, and all the students leave, and Lewis looks at big adam and has this realization that it's adam and he's like adam yeah which to me was a little strange um because i mean I, I liked it because it took out like the typical like hey i'm your son no you're not yes i am oh tell me something only my son would know like you know how like that those lines yeah, are yeah. always in these kinds of movies it just cut right to it and oh definitely I, yeah. i'm not i, I I'm liked not, it yeah i'm not saying i didn't like it i think it worked really well it was just, hmm. it caught me off guard, especially the first time I was like, he got that that was his son just from that, especially because the last time he saw his son was basically then, and he was a ten, like a nine-year-old, and now he's a 40-year-old man who looks very different from nine-year-old Adam, <laughs> and he doesn't know that he dies, right? So, like, how would he know? And time travel hasn't happened yet. They just had, like, their first success in creating a wormhole, so how the heck... Would he expect that to be his son? It was just, it felt weird, but I liked that it made it flow faster. There wasn't so much of this, you're right, there wasn't this whole long drawn out conversation of prove to me you're my son. How do I know that you're telling me the truth? Blah, 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 blah. Time travel doesn't exist yet. How could that be possible? Mm -hmm. That all was skipped over, which was very nice about it. Um, It just felt weird that he instantly knew that because of this quote about enjoy yourself it's later than you think but i wasn't mad at it it was fine it was cool we moved on little adam came in and sprinted and hugged his dad it was very touching it was very nice oh yeah that might have been another tearjerker moment right there yeah (laughs) and then yes two minutes later they go outside and they punch each other in the face which was just very funny to me (laughs) oh it was great lewis in this movie is such a jerk though because he everything everything he thinks is embedded in science and theories mm-hmm. and he is too smart for his own good sometimes and it just made me angry but like it's fine it's okay it's just yeah <laughs> I, I brought up the fact that ryan reynolds wanted to play this movie a little bit more serious and a little bit more uh character driven than his other you know movies that he's done this was the character that he wanted to interact with and the reason why he decided to act like this 
because a lot of the lines and a lot of the way that they're delivered uh, towards Lewis was, and this is from an uh, interview that Ryan Reynolds did, um, it was kind of for him to, like, have a little bit of catharsis talking to, like, his late dad. Mm-hmm. So, like, having that, knowing that going into this movie, because uh, I didn't know that it was Mark Ruffalo, but I did know that Ryan Reynolds was like, hey, I, you know, did this because, you know, I didn't get to say these things to my dad. Um, yeah. And then to have it be all this, it was very shocking. And and this point of the movie, uh, this is a little bit of a uh, transition. Um, they went back in time to this time period, and I didn't realize that there was so much more movie left. Yeah. Like, this is maybe, like, the two-thirds halfway mark, somewhere in there. Probably, um, about, probably about that, yeah. Yeah, no, and it, it took me by surprise just how long this movie was, too. Again, I'm not mad at it, but it kind of surprised me with, like, how good it was and how it stayed good the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's just yeah. a great movie. I mean, we did a whole podcast on our top five favorite Netflix original movies. This is another Netflix original movie, um, and we did talk about how Netflix has some not great movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this one definitely holds its own throughout the whole thing. So I think that I, yeah, I completely agree with you on that. It's pretty cool that it does kind of hold its own the whole way through. And there aren't any really, like, uh, moments to it. It's pretty, it's pretty good. The whole time. There's nothing that I, like, have any major complaints about with it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I already said all my nitpicks, to be honest. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, through, like, my list of stuff, but not really. Yeah, no. Uh, it's pretty cool. And I want to jump back back um, in time in this movie. <laughs> Whoa, Unintended, time travel. I guess. Um, but we're actually, we're going to go back to when they're in 2022 <laughs> still, because we didn't talk about Laura, who is Adam's wife, played by Zoe Saldana in this movie. Yeah. And she is awesome. As Zoe Saldana is, <laughs> she is a badass in this movie. She just uh, kills it. 100%. Um quite yeah. literally. Uh yeah. <laughs> she comes in in this time. This is when action starts in this movie. So, the first half hour of this movie is very expositiony. It's very get to meet the characters, get to know the characters, get to kind of understand what the problem in this movie is. Um, we mm-hmm. get to see Big Adam meet Little Adam, and they start to build their relationship. That's the first half hour of this movie. Then they're having this lunch or this dinner or something in their house, and they're just talking, and they're starting to talk about who Laura is because young Adam finds a picture of Laura on Big Adam's phone or whatever it is, his little tablet thing. And he's like, yep. who is this? And he's like, that's our wife. And this part kind of hurt me too because it's the first <laughs> moment we get yeah. to see Laura as a character. And um, young Adam's like, we have a wife. And big Adam's like, we had a wife. Or like, no, we don't have a wife anymore is how he says it. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, crap. Yeah. Okay. And then it got serious. And that's like when the serious stuff starts in this movie. <laughs> and I was like, crap. Okay. That explains why he's here, kind of, maybe. Um, but they're talking about Laura, and then these invisible bad guy guard things appear, and they, like, form. They materialize, almost. Um, and this huge fight ensues. And this is how action is introduced into this movie. And it's <laughs> such a it cool great. fight scene. It's, it's so awesome. good. Oh, man. I loved it. I was like, I, I really oh, it's an action the, movie, uh, too. Yeah. No, I really enjoy the not a lightsaber lightsaber um, with random ground smashing force powers. I don't know how the thing works, but it looks great. But I want one. Holy crap, it was cool. I was like, this thing is freaking awesome. It also has a little bit of the Grandmaster's like death uh, vaporizing stick powers, too. Yeah. Because any of the bad guys, rather than like getting shot and blood spraying everywhere, they just Mm -hmm. get hit and then get Thanos snapped. I mean, it, it looks great. Yeah, well, it was a really interesting take on what happens when you're outside of your timeline. Because that's what he said, that he said that that's why it happens that way. Um, It was a good explanation for, like, a a neat way of getting around having it be too gory of a movie for it to be, like, a kid's family movie. That's what I was... Yeah, it's uh, it's how they justified it being a PG-13 movie, essentially. um, Yep. With still murdering people on screen so it, it kind of worked out it was pretty cool um i do like the lightsaber thing 
But then they're kind of getting overwhelmed, and this giant ship appears, and Mayasaurian <laughs> is in this ship, and he's like, all right, time to die or come with us. And then out of the woods, these just mega gunshot bullets shoot this <laughs> ship out of the sky, essentially, and we see Laura who is presumably dead. That's what we think anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. She appears and basically just saves both of their lives, which is awesome. And the way that Adam and Laura fight together is so seamless. The way that they work together to just finish off the rest of these guys is awesome. It was such cool fight choreography. I loved it. Yeah. And and like in the same vein of like the whole Lewis being able to see that Adam or big Adam was his son, Laura and Adam don't really have one of those like, um, where have you been? Oh my God! All these, all this change, all this stuff. I mean, granted, they have like a little bit of a talk about that later, uh, but more of like yep. a, I we missed out on a couple of years, but like they don't have a what are you doing here? It's just very much in tandem, in sync, right to it. it it's great. The, this movie like it has length to it, but it's yeah. not bloated. Well, their relationship is like two best friends, which I mean, they're, they were married, so they hopefully yeah. are each other's best friends. But it's like two best <laughs> friends who don't see each other for a long time, and then they get together and like they don't miss a beat. They don't, yeah. nothing feels weird. They're just ready to go and they're like good again. And that's kind of how it felt when they started fighting together. And then, yeah, you, you could, you could, feel, you could see their chemistry right from yeah. just how they interact with each other rather than having to be told these two characters are in love. Yes, exactly. Um, so they kind of end that fight. They jump in this truck and they drive away, all three of them. And Big Adam's like, Laura, I want you to meet little me, essentially. <laughs> and she's like, what? Because <laughs> yep. the whole thing with time travel, I mean, and this is in any time travel type movie, you're not supposed to interact with yourself in a different timeline because it causes major ripples and bad things to happen usually. So everyone's this like, movie's why would you do for that, that? by the way, is so cool. Yeah. Like the the fact that like older Adam is able to uh remember things that younger Adam is now going through for the first time because mm-hmm. the memories all work themselves out for this to be what is actually has already happened. You know, like big Adam this didn't really happen for him, but mm-hmm. now that he's interacting with younger Adam, it has happened. Yep. And I just think that that's a really good way to, like, circumnavigate all the problems with other time travel movies that you can have is to just be like, nope, this is how it works within this universe. These are the rules. Yeah. It's like when you go back to your own time, um, your mind shifts. And essentially that's kind of how they look at it throughout this movie, which is cool. Yeah. So they're in this car. They're being uh, chased down action scene. And they eventually lose this plane um, after a very... A very star is it Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones? It's a very Star Wars esque travel through the woods where there's people on these like speeder bike things and they are fighting them. Um, you know what I'm talking about, though. I know exactly what you're talking about, but it makes me think more of uh, the uh, Re- Return of the Jedi. Is that it? That's yeah. I the think Empire- that's probably what yeah. it is. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, a Star Wars uh, movie. Episode, um, episode six. <laughs> Whatever Don't that at me on um, my individual episode knowledge. I know what happens in Star Wars. That's all I was trying or to say. Or if you do, make sure you call out John and not me because I got the uh, movie right. Anyway. You gave two options also. It's fine. <laughs> so that happens. They eventually, using the lightsaber, take a tree out and take out the last guy. And then they go to this, what I deem as like a safe house, but it's really just kind of like where Laura's been staying in the woods, kind of cabin mm-hmm. type of place. And they're there. And which by the way, Adam and I would love this house. The yeah. right on the lake mountains all it's around. Beautiful. You, it's in the middle beautiful. of the forest. Oh my God. It's stunning. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a full arsenal inside. So, you know, that's yeah. too. what more could you want? <laughs> Except maybe like a living significant other, like maybe maybe that yeah. would help. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> um, but Big Adam and Laura kind of finally get their moment to reconnect, and like things are calm, and they uh, don't waste any time. Nope. Kind of going to town, and little Adam's like, "I'm uh, gonna take my eyes and ears, and we're gonna go somewhere else, and you two enjoy yourselves, and I'll be outside." <laughs> yep, that they do. They, uh, they this connect was a, again. There was just one really funny moment in this scene to me because, like, Laura pushes Big Adam up against the wall and, like, they're kissing or whatever. And 
Big Adam's like, ah, ah, hang on, I got shot. And she's like, Adam, I'm just going to need you to suck it up. And he's, he's like, yes, ma'am, okay, <laughs> you got it, sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it just made me laugh. Um, yeah, that was pretty great. And then shortly after that, things get very serious again because Maya shows up in her big ship. And Laura's like, all right, I'm going to hold them off. You need to go. You need to save everyone. And Adam's like, no, I just got you back. I can't leave you. But Laura's like, no, if you don't go, um, we're all screwed. So you're going to go and find me. Find me in an er- in our earlier stage of life. I know you'll find me again, even if the timeline's slightly different, uh, because mm-hmm. we have this connection. And that was, again, another emotional moment where I was like, oh, crap. Um, yeah, th- this movie, in the same way of like uh, what we were saying with Lewis and the, the car accident later on, it doesn't just give the the good guys like an easy answer or a uh, answer that doesn't have any consequences. There's no consequence yeah. free choice. No, there's definitely consequences, which is crazy. Um, it makes it very real, despite it being time travel based. And then we see Maya just literally blow up Laura, kind of off screen, but we see it happen, <laughs> and we all believe yeah. that she did die again. Yeah. So. I'm yep. like, oh my god, crap! That's but not, but not after like a really great action scene between yeah. the goons and, and the spaceship with yeah. all these different weapons and Zoe Saldana doing her best. Just, I have a ton of weapons. You have a couple of them. Let's uh, let's shoot at each other for a little bit. But yeah. like, no, it, good action. You know, it is a good action scene. I agree with that. So that happens, and then that's when they head to 2018 and find their dad, and we talked about their dad a whole bunch already. There's a really touching moment after they kind of, like, get their dad to come with them to a motel, and they chat for a little bit. There's a really touching moment between Big Adam and Little Adam after all of that, because Little Adam, despite being a 12-year-old, is very observant. He's very smart for being a 12-year-old child um, in terms Mm of how his older self kind of works, and he brings up the fact he's like, I know why you're mad at our dad. And it's just because he died. You're just mad because he died. You're not mad at him for anything else. It's because you couldn't handle being sad about it anymore. So you turn that sadness into anger. And he throws out a few key points about how his dad really was a good dad that older Adam kind of forgot. And it was a really interesting moment to see how intuitive and how observant and smart young Adam can be and how important he actually is to making this entire plan work. Because if it was just older Adam there, there would just be resentment, there would be anger, there wouldn't be any calming force to help him get the job done that needs to get done. Yeah. I think without little Adam... That's a really good way of wording it, yeah. I think without young Adam there, their dad would never have wanted to help later on in the movie. So I think that's really interesting yeah. to kind of see. So they have that chat, and then they're like, all right, we're going to go to Sorian's main place of operation, just like the Sorian building, essentially, and we're going to stop this this time travel thing from ever happening. Meanwhile, Lewis is like, nope, I'm not going to be a part of it. You guys go do you. <laughs> yeah. There was a nice moment that we got to see between Lewis and Ellie yeah. at that time. That was a really nice moment because... It was the epitome of, I think I'm a bad dad. And Ellie's like, you're not a bad dad. And the way that she phrases it was really cool to me. She's like, I'm going to give you two options. I can either tell you something, I can just tell you the truth right now, or I can tell you something you want to hear. And I think that's a really cool way to approach having a tough conversation. Be like, do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Do you want me to tell you what you need to hear? Like, just bringing it up like that. And she's like, all right, you're a great dad when you're with us. But when you're at work and you're off doing your other thing, you're gone. Like, that's kind of what it is. And he's like, yeah, I need to be better. And she's like, no, you just need to be a dad. (laughs) And I think that that's, like, a really good message for dads everywhere. Like, dads, take note. Just be a dad. Like, you don't need to be perfect. Just be be a dad. That's that's it. And I really like that message. I just thought it was a cool message. Yeah, and, like, uh, Lewis and uh, Ellie have some really just genuine chemistry, and I think that's a result of Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner working in a previous movie together. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was some rom-com. Yeah, it's 13 Going on 30, right? Yeah, that one. Is that what it is? Um, 
So the two of them kind of having that kind of like chemistry together already set, even though they only have a couple of scenes within this movie, you genuinely believe like, yeah, that's them, you know? Yeah, which is cool. They do it. It's a short scene. It's their only scene together in the movie, but -hmm. it's really sweet as well. Then after that, um, we jump to the Saurian Laboratories, where Big Adam and Little Adam are attempting to break into the lab to destroy the time machine, essentially. With Um, Young Adam piloting probably the most fun drone, I want one. The coolest, scariest drone in existence. (laughs) Very cool. Um, That's really, they have no plan, because why would they have a plan? Who needs a plan? Uh, the plan is to destroy it, so that's their plan. Um, but yeah, and, and some shortly more... after almost getting into like some you know terrible tragedy of young Adam or big Adam dying, uh, Lewis shows back up. Is like, did you guys have a plan? Nope, no yep. plan. <laughs> exactly. They're like, all right, young Adam, stay out here, watch our backs with the drone. We're gonna go inside. We're gonna stop this time machine from happening. So dad and son walk into this lab together, and they're again just arguing. Because Lewis just has to be <laughs> the scientist of things. And he's like, well, in theory, if we do this, blah, 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 blah. And Adam's just like, no, will it work? Just no theories, just will it work? And he was like, it should. <laughs> like, yeah. very unhappily, just like, all right, fine. Yeah, it should work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or we could all die. You know, one of the two. And they're yeah. like, yep. All right. Well, we well here die. we go. Yeah. Um, basically, what the situation is, is the algorithm that causes this machine to work is one in Lewis's brain and two on a crystal hard drive that is inside of this machine. So they need to get that hard drive and destroy it. That's the main goal of this entire plan right now. So they go down, they go into the lab, they go and they grab the hard drive. And then one thing we didn't talk about with Myasaurian is the whole problem in this movie is the fact that she has gone back in time to change the future before. Oh, yeah, and no, she, she back to the future to herself and told her younger self what to invest in and things to essentially cause her rise to power. Yes, and that is the whole issue with the time travel thing. That's why they're trying to stop the time travel. But she goes back again and meets with her younger self, and now in the lab they both appear after Adam and Lewis have taken the hard drive, and they're like, you better give that back, or we're going to kill little Adam and they pull little Adam out of this other room because he's been captured with a gun to his head. And if that were to happen, not only would little Adam disappear, but big Adam would also disappear because of how time works. (laughs) If little Adam's not alive, big Adam can't be alive. So that's the situation at hand here. Just, just some higher stakes, you know, is what it is. Yeah. Whatever (laughs) stakes. Yay. Um, But what ends up happening is, through some, I guess, trickery, through some little plot and a wink from Big Adam, Big Adam to Little Adam, um, Little Adam moves the gun away from his head and it shoots the glass that is containing this reactor, and it causes a lockdown to commence with a bunch of magnetism to start happening of any oh, metal yeah. object in the room <laughs> go, going to this reactor, and this is when all chaos ensues. And um, by chaos, it is. It's the equivalent of, like, a superhero movie with how just insane this final action, big action set piece thing is. Um, And and one of the cool things is when they were making this scene, they had some of the set built out, and they also had the set rendered in, like, this 3D program so that you Mm -hmm. could use, like, a tablet and look around and see what the final product was going to look like. That is cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. So as they were filming it, they could see what the blue screen was going to be replaced with and see like what the final product was going to look like, at least in a pre-res kind of thing, for the actors and everybody on set to know what they were striving for and the look that they were going to go for while having an idea of what they were doing on set, too. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. No, I, I just it's watched like, a behind-the-scenes thing like yesterday, and it, it was like mind-blowing wow, to cool. see that that's where we're at tech-wise. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great way to visualize what the movie's going to look like. That's really cool. So, yeah, they have to battle with, like, gravity changing because of magnetism going sideways now, um, but only for metal things. And they have this big fight. And in the end, basically, we get to this situation where both Adams and Lewis are at gunpoint, and both Mayas are there holding a gun against the three Reed family members. Um, and is like, give me back 
the drive or I'm going to shoot you guys. And evil, like more evil Maya, the one from 2050, um, pushes 2022 Maya out of the way, grabs the gun, is like, all right, she couldn't do it because she hasn't killed before, but like, I'm going to just kill you. I'm going to kill you, Lewis, unless you give me the drive. And Lewis is like, I can't give you the drive. And this was the moment where I was like, yes, science. So <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> She's like, all right, fine. And she shoots the gun at Lewis. And before that happens, Big Adam's like, those are armor-piercing rounds. They're going to take us all out, probably. Um, yep. But Lewis realizes because they're armor-piercing rounds, they have a steel core. And magnets are a thing that are happening right now. So she shoots this bullet, and it changes its trajectory. And it literally turns and does a 90-degree angle toward the reactor, right where... Um, other Maya has been pushed. So instead of shooting Lewis, she ends up shooting herself and killing herself. Um, both of herself, essentially, because, like I said before, if you kill the younger self, you kill both. So yep. that's how that situation is resolved. It's a very cool scientific way to resolve that in this fantasy sci-fi kind of world that they've built. And I've um, seen people like talk about how like the gun that she was holding should have been pulled to the re- reactor, too. But if the gun that she was holding, um, if she was holding it strong enough and the gun itself was a, like, uh, plastic gun, I, I don't know what, what the right terminology is for that because I'm not really a gun person. But, like, if the only metal in the gun were the bullets themselves and, like, the rest of the gun was, like, that hard plastic material that some guns are made out of, mm-hmm. then that would be perfectly fine and it's a plot hole that people should stop complaining about. Yeah, I thought about that <laughs> yesterday. Well, I thought about that the second time I was Composite. watching this movie as well. Composite is the word that I was looking for. Cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought about that the second time I was watching the movie as well. But while I was watching it, I was also like seeing the gun shake in their hands. So I was like, maybe they are just resisting it. Or mm-hmm. it could be like, they're nervous. I don't know. But I just took it as that was them fighting the magnetism of the gun. And on um, top of that, it's an amazing movie. Stop being so nitpicky. Yeah, I wasn't worried about it. I was like, hey, it's fine. (laughs) If it's just the bullet that has that core, sure, they could definitely hold that. That wouldn't be an issue. Um, So I was fine with it. But it was a really cool way to end the bad guy, like finish the bad part of this movie, Um, finish off the evil person. So Mm -hmm. it was neat. It was different. It was well thought out, I feel like. It wasn't just like, yeah, they're going to, they're going to, I don't, I don't even know what else would happen because that is what happens, but I thought it was a unique way to do it. So that was cool to me. It was definitely unique to the same standard that like the rest of this movie, while time travel things have existed and, you know, sci-fi action set pieces like this have existed. It was a very, this movie way of doing it and gave it its yeah. own personality, which I really liked. Yeah, no, I thought it was cool. Um, then they're like, okay, reactor destroyed, imminent lockdown in 10 seconds. And then they all look at each other like, we should run. And yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. And then they all sprint and they get out the door before it closes on them. Um, yep. then they, then you just see them in this elevator. They're all kind of like shell shocked. They're all like, uh, what just, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> was that the, uh, hell of a day for bring your son to work day? Uh, comment or was yeah. that really? okay uh-huh. yeah that was in that moment that was what happened then which was funny too that was probably one of my favorite lines throughout the whole movie yeah no it was great and then we get our final ending moments of this movie um a few little ending scenes here all emotional in their own way the first one is between the two adams and their dad um back at their house and Lewis is like, I thought for sure once the reactor was destroyed, you guys would disappear. And they were all like, yeah, well, we feel kind of different. So it's definitely coming. But we're here for now. So this was... <sighs> this was the scene that we were talking about earlier with the whole, uh, do we tell him how he died? You know, the, the throwing the ball back and forth. There is a moment in this scene that like the emotions started for me and it didn't really stop until the movie was over. And that was, like, after they were saying, um, Dad, something happens. And he was like, I know. He's like, I knew as soon as I saw you, um, but you can't tell me. And that was, we talked about that. We talked about how he really played the hero moment there. We're like, we can't do what we just tried to stop. So that was really cool. Um, but then Lewis gives Big Adam the dad love that he has been looking for his whole life. He was like, you are my like you are the future of me like that is what you are 
you are my son. I love you. You're amazing. I love you. And it was very emotional because you could see it on big Adam's face that he needed this. Um, you could see it on Lewis's face that he was like, I know I'm never going to see you as an adult again. So I need to tell you this. I'm really happy that I got to see you grow up essentially like through this weird strange time travel way but i got to see what you became and i'm very proud of you and i love you and i am amazed at what you have done and that is when like i started to tear up and it never really stopped until the end of the movie at that point i was just like oh man okay emotions great oh 100 (laughs) percent and and when when they fade away when they're playing the baseball scene i thought that that's where the movie was going to end but instead we then jump back to uh, Ryan Reynolds in school uh, learning to be a pilot where he does meet uh, Laura for the first time. And it's a scene that we were told happened and like told about in like this kind of funny comedic Mm -hmm. way, but to be able to then see it play out the same way, knowing that these two characters still end up together. These characters end up doing what, you know, they said that they would do. You'll find me again. Yeah, of course. And there's a line in that scene that like hits me too because when um, Laura is shoving him into the truck and they're trying to leave uh, earlier on in the movie, they're, he's like, she's like, you'll find me. I know you will. Um, and there's a line in this moment where she's like, I guess I'm lost. And he's like, no, you're not. I found you. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> it's like yeah. that echo that they talk about in this movie too. It's like he definitely felt that in that moment. He's like, I did find her. This is that moment. Like, even though he hasn't lived the future yet, but, like, it's still that mm-hmm. moment, and he kind of feels that, which is really cool. And before we get that scene, we get a scene with young Adam and his mom. Oh, I thought um, that this took is... place uh, before it. Never mind. Yeah, it does take mm-hmm. place after, or after um, it, you're right. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, but we get this scene, which is basically a replay of a scene at the beginning of the movie. It's after, in the beginning of the movie, it's after Adam gets suspended for that fight between Ray and him. Um, and she's trying to do insurance stuff, and Adam's being a jerk. He's like, I'm not going to help you. i got to go sit in my room and contemplate what I've done wrong, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just but being a jerk. But this time, this time, it's right after we see um, the two Adams disappear from Lewis's time. Which, side note, does Lewis forget all of that, or does Lewis just in his the rest of his life remember meeting the two of them and living with that because i feel like it's that's that. how i that's how i choose to believe how it went down okay like i, I choose that like, would be because lewis kind of has comes back and he has that talk with ellie like hey you know am i doing enough like is this all good yeah from that point onward because it's still um a little bit until he passes away like it was what a few months or a year or something like that before it happens yeah. or like a couple of years because mm-hmm. it's like an eight-year-old versus yep. him being 11 or yeah some something like that I'd like to think that for those last three years, he was the best that he could be, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and especially I with agree. the time travel machine, not being like a focus of his work. Suddenly then he has three years of extra time. Yeah. Which is cool. But anyway, we're in this scene after all of that happens. Um, and right before they disappeared, big Adam says to little Adam, he's like, when you get back to your timeline, give mom a hug for me but not like a stupid hug, like a real, like bone crushing, like real hug. And in this replay of the scene from the beginning of the movie, um, it's the insurance thing. He's like, grab a pile, help me out. And he's like, that system's terrible. And she's like, yeah, well, it's how your dad did it. Um, and then he's like, I got to go to school. He didn't get suspended. So that's different, which is great. Yeah. Um, and that kind of shows me that he's not trying to rebel because of how distant his dad was but he's happy with the life that they got to spend together before his dad passed away so that's why i also think the lewis thing happens how it did but -hmm. before he runs off to school he runs up behind his mom just gives her a big hug from behind um they play fight and then they like really really hug and i was like he felt that echo as well of give her a hug for me and that was another emotional moment so there were so many emotional things and by this point i'm just crying and it's fine but whatever who cares Um, (laughs) it's all right me too all good it's how i am with movies i can't help it um and this one really got to me this one had some very real family issues that people deal with yeah it was definitely a more travel twist but it was heartfelt movie than i was expecting it to be as i said i don't know how many times in this podcast already Mm -hmm. Uh, so what, what what uh what rating would you give this then 
I have so few issues with this movie. Like we talked about like the slight plot hole things and like the nitpicky things, but yeah, that's nitpicks though. This is a phenomenal movie. If we had watched this movie before we did our top five Netflix movies, this would be my number one Netflix original movie. Does that just so mean I'm revising that, we have to that do list one? right now? Oh, I was gonna say, well, well just do another I've one just I've just revised my list, so that is my new number one. Shift everything hey, else down well. one. That's fine. Um, so now apparently I have three Ryan Reynolds movies on my list. It's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, um, but I think I would give this movie a five. Yeah. I don't have enough. issues with it. Whereas in our last movie review on the Batman, my only issue was it was too long. This movie's only an hour and a half long. I can't give that critique. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed this movie wholeheartedly. Uh, first time, second time watching it. There was nothing that took away from it the second time. I loved it. It's the right amount of sci-fi. It's the right amount of action. It's the right amount of emotional moments. It's great. It's a stellar cast. I, I can't find anything wrong with it. So I'm here for it. It's Ryan Reynolds. He's one of my favorite actors. Sean Levy has become one of my new favorite directors because of this and Free Guy. Uh, I, I'm here for it. I'm going to go with a five. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I don't know where it would end up on my top five original uh, Netflix movie list. Um, definitely on the top five, though. This is by far my cool. favorite Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, easy enough for me to say I'm just going to give it a five. Everything that you just nice. said is completely true. I mean, like... When Mark Ruffalo shows up in this movie, it took me by surprise, and I thought that this movie was a lot longer than it was, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing, because I was having so much fun with it. Um, Yeah. This movie is just great. If anything that I say at this point would just be me repeating myself, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow, two fives. Go, Adam Project. Good job, guys. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, I... This was such a fun movie. It was really cool. So, yay, we did it. Yay. Go team. So hopefully you enjoyed what you heard. And if you did, don't forget to rate us five stars on whatever podcast listening place you like to use. And if you did not enjoy what you heard today, well, uh, we're going to send somebody back in time to mock your past self. That way you already feel like you've been mocked uh, going into wow. it and feel guilt tripped into going and giving us that five star rating anyway. Uh, there are new episodes of the Other Brothers podcast every Tuesday, kind of. Yeah, and if you have any suggestions for what we should review next or any other top five ideas you have for us, you can let us know that on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Other Bros Pod. And most importantly, tell your friends about us. You know, we, we're having fun and we hope you guys are having fun and we feel like more people could have fun by listening. Yeah. I've been John. I've been Colin, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, and we will see you guys next time. See you guys. Thank you.